Well, hello and welcome to Parent Talk podcast. I'm Catherine Hill and I'm the UK Director at Care for the Family. And it is great to be joined today by Kate Middleton, who is the Director of the Mind and Soul Foundation, and also by Matt Summerfield, who is the Senior Pastor at Zio Church. So welcome. We have two scenarios today that we're going to look at, both on the same theme. So first parent writes in and says that a friend who owns the local newsagents has told us that their daughter, age nine, is coming into the shop and stealing sweets. At school, she's been accused of stealing silly things like pencils and things off the teacher's desk. Of course, this parent says she just denies it. And then the second one, I'm so frustrated that my seven-year-old just lies all the time, even when I've actually seen what's happened. For example, I walk into the garden and he's there throwing stones at the cat. He denies it. I see him hit his brother. He denies it. I catch him watching his iPad at 10 o'clock in bed. He denies it. What should I do? Kate, what should this, well, these parents do? Well, these are some interesting challenges, aren't they? And they're the sort of, they're, they're the sort of examples of, of the, the most difficult parenting scenarios because they make us very anxious. But actually, it's quite possible that what's going on for the children is part of normal developmental and ex, ex, experimenting with things and tr- as they build their understanding of the world. And lying in particular is actually a really interesting developmental skill, if you like, that our children learn as, as their understanding of the world and how they interact with other human beings grows. So when they're little, they don't have any understanding that they can lie because they don't understand that your view of the world is different to their view of the world. They think you share exactly the same perspective. And then there's a key stage of development, normally at around three, sometimes a bit older, where they suddenly realize that you have a different worldview, a different perspective than they do. And this is when they learn to lie because they realize they can. They can manipulate what you know if you weren't there. And I remember this really clearly with my son who's six now but um, something had got broken in our house when he was he was three actually and coming in and, and saying to him was this you did you break this and him stopping and he thought for a while and then he said mommy you was not actually here so you does not definitely know that it was me and that's a really good description yeah, of that yeah. awareness that he just got and the thing is is that when children gain that awareness, combined with the fact that in general they play with reality all the time because they don't have the adult concept of what's real and what isn't, which is why make-believe is so so much fun for children when they dress up as another character. They're not just pretending to be that character, they become that character. So in the context of lying, what that means is that they're experimenting actually with what reality is, with what truth is, with how you react to different versions of things. So when she's saying it's frustrating because she's, she's literally seen him do it, He's that it isn't that he's deliberately trying to lie necessarily, although he might be experimenting with actually, can I get away with this? Can I not? He's 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 playing with this whole concept and trying to develop his understanding of it. Now, that doesn't mean that we just excuse it, mm-hmm. because our job as parents is to reinforce the importance of telling the truth and why that matters and helping them as they do this experimenting to learn an appropriate boundary around truth-telling and how you hold those sorts of things. But inevitably, most children, some more than others, will go through this phase 
of where it does feel like they're just living in, in, in a very flexible world where reality and truth is concerned. That's so helpful because I think certainly as a parent, when my children have lied to me, that's been the thing that has really, you know, upset me, made me mad, thinking, you know, how could they, how could they do this? But actually understanding that it, they're not necessarily deliberately uh, doing that, um, that's, that's really helpful. But then we need to do something. Yes, our job is to shape that and help them learn why it matters because they don't understand that, it, that it's a problem if they lie. So it's how we react that's really key. Oh, well, that's key. So, Matt, your thoughts on how, how do we react? When your boys yeah. had said things to you that were blatantly not true or mm. you found out later, um, what was it like in your household? Yeah, well, we've all had those horror stories like, like Kate's. I, I remember finding that our toilet had been stuffed full of toilet paper with a, multiple rolls and, and my son was the only one in the house other than me and uh, was and denying all knowledge. In fact, it. well, no, it was worse than that. He insisted that Teddy did it. <laughs> and, uh, you know, that Teddy was the guilty party and, uh, and clearly that was not going to work. And, and in fact, when I told him that Teddy wasn't real, then he burst into tears and said, I've just declared that Teddy wasn't real. And I'd ruined his life and he's been traumatised ever since. And uh, so I, I guess, uh, again, like this, this is just going to happen isn't it uh, you know and and it doesn't make it excusable at all but this is part of, of the the growth and the of our children that we're trying into instill in them good values and mm. uh, and 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 actually why these things matter I, I guess firstly I'm exercised by what my children see in me mm. and so if they if they see which they might have seen, you know, when they were younger, a phone call coming through for, for me and I say, oh, I'll, I'll tell them I'm not around. Yeah. Mm. You know, those subtle things that can communicate actually the odd little whatever a white lie is, is, is acceptable. So I've, I've got to model something. And, and I think, and I've, and I've learned the hard way that that has included times where I have to admit to my children I've got some things wrong. Mm. And, um, and that they see that that's a good and okay thing to do. And so there's my example. I think secondly, um, that when my children have done things which, which do require some kind of honesty and confession, um, am I a safe place for them to do that? Do, and, and again, I think over the years, consistently, and, and if you spoke to my boys now, they, they would definitely say this, we've reinforced you know, that the culture of our family is we, we tell the truth. Yeah. Mm. And, and to say to our boys, you know, from a very young age, like, we want to tell the truth, and, uh, and it's safe to do that and, you know, we'll be much more hurt, like you were just saying a moment ago, if we find out you've lied uh, and much more upset by that than we would if you've told the truth. And so I think there's this, always this positive reinforcement about, you know, this is what we do, this is what we do. And so that, it, and, 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 and me making some kind of commitment to my kids about how I will respond if they tell the truth. Mm -hmm. And then I have to make sure that, like you always say, I've got to hold myself mm. and carry myself so that I do respond uh, in that way. That's the second thing. And I guess then thirdly, you know, helping our children think of through as we have that conversation, you know, why, you know, why did you steal? Why did you lie about it? Mm. What's going on there? And, um, and helping them think through the consequences of this and, and that we don't want them to be that kind of person. No, that, I think those are three really, really good points. I was just reminded of one of my colleagues at Care for the Family was talking about he took his two little girls to uh, a show in London and it'd been a big palaver and they'd gone to London to this thing. And when he arrived, I think you had to be five and one of them was still four. And he just thought, oh, heck, you know, we've got all the way here. 
I'm just going to pretend she's five. So they queue up to go in and the, he buys the tickets and he said, how old are they? And he says, you know, six and five. And this little voice says, Daddy, that's a lie. She's four. <laughs> and he said he just sort of <laughs> terrible. So Hilarious. yeah, that's a really good yeah. point about being role models. But I think this thing about about um, being clear and it being as teaching them that it's always better to tell the truth, even when they've messed up. So we had um, a little thing that a friend told us when ours were young that we found so helpful. And it was as if there were three things that they couldn't do. It's like a triangle. Um, and they could do anything in the middle, but they couldn't step over these three lines. And the three lines were dishonesty, disrespect and disobedience. And you know, we found they covered almost mm. everything. But the dishonesty one, we always said to them, we, like you say, would be far crosser if we find out you've lied than we will about the original thing. So, you know, how we how we set that in our family and what our values are will will dictate that. But how, what what could be going on in this in this scenario? Because there's probably a few reasons. Maybe it yes. could be. Yes, and and I guess that that in any context like this, as a parent, we need to sit down sometimes with our children and try and explore things. But it often isn't in the heat of the moment that we do that. We choose a, a better moment. We find a quiet moment, maybe when it's just the two of us, when there's nothing too fraught going on, when we can have a bit of a conversation around. So, you know, this happened the other day and let's have a chat about that. And particularly things like, like stealing, we need to understand, is that just an impulsivity thing? Seeing something, wanting it, taking it? Is, is it about money and access to money? Or is, that, is there anything else going on? Sometimes children do do things instinctively because they're needing to talk about something. And sometimes as parents, we have to spot the cues that there is something wrong. And so sometimes children will do those things in order to try and trigger attention that they do need. So it's, it's good to have those conversations and, and just check with our children um, what's going on. But uh, the vast majority of these parenting challenges do turn out to be just brief storms that, that we move through and that we can work through with our children. And there it is just about, in those conversations, helping them to see the consequences. I think as parents, it's so obvious to us sometimes that what they are doing is wrong, that we just we just want to despair of the whole thing. Have I done this so badly that you don't understand that to steal a Mars bar from the corner shop is not right? You know, what, is, am I that bad a parent? But actually, our children don't always think through to the consequences to the end of the line. So when we're saying that we, as a family, we tell the truth and that's important, it's important sometimes that we work through with our children why that matters so we had an issue with our son the other day where he was playing on his um his his ipad and he has a timer that goes off and when it goes off he has to stop and i became aware that when i was out of the room he was flicking from the game changing the time on the timer so it had a longer time and then <laughs> flipping back to the game yeah he's not daft and um and so i had to have a chat with him and and i was saying to him first of all how bad do you think that is that i've caught you doing and and, and he did a thumbs down so oh. good so he knows that it's bad so i said why do you think that that's a bad thing and we had to have a conversation with him of him saying well you will not let me play anymore and i said okay why do you think i won't and we we had to journey through the whole thing of why that's about trust and that will affect what i can let him do because if i can trust him i can let him do more but we had to have quite a quite a lengthy conversation for a six-year-old about why that matters because to him it's just a simple thing i want to play the game for longer i can twist the truth so i'm going to but he, I have to, my job is to help him take the journey of seeing the bigger context of that and why lying isn't, isn't a good thing.
And and as they grow, that changes, doesn't it? So I remember having conversations with my daughter who's gone through, she's 12, so she's gone through the whole prime years. She's, she's very clever. And saying to her, you could manipulate the truth if you wanted to. You could probably fool me, but you wouldn't really want to. And trying to help her to see why that isn't good in relationships, why if we lie to one another, it destroys a relationship. And helping them understand. That. Yeah, it's the bigger picture, isn't mm. it? And, you know, the fact that we're actually equipping them for life. So it may well be about the Mars bar today, but actually tomorrow it might be, you know, lying to your boss or, you know, something that has much more serious consequences, lying to a spouse in your marriage or whatever it is. And we want to, it's so much easier to help them with these things when we can. And, and we've got everything to play for in the primary mm. years. We really have. Definitely. So, um, got any more thoughts, Matt? On I think that, that the only other thing I'd add is I think story can play a really powerful part here in our, in our children's mm. lives. You know, morality tales and things like that where we're reading. And there are some great mm. books out there uh, that, that actually have been written uh, particularly to help our young people think about values. I mean, I think of that old The Boy That Cried Wolf and, yes, and stuff. Yeah. And I'm not saying that's a great example, but, but I think story is a really helpful medium to enjoy a story with your child and that mm. experience and then using that story to have a have a talk about like, oh look what look what happened in this story what like, why you know what do we think about that why is in this example why is not stealing a good idea yeah, why, good. why is um telling the truth a really important thing and so as parents let's have a look out for some of those great books some of those or or programs on tv or mm. whatever things that that open up those conversations with our kids because i think we all connect with story, but I think children particularly. That's mm. brilliant. No, I really like That's that. A good tip, yeah. And have you got a tip? I think mostly it is about trying to hold these things without panicking and seeking advice. So um, if you come across a context like this, as parents so often, we have no idea how to handle it. And you're not supposed to have read the entire book on all parenting situations before you start. So we need to support each other, don't we? And as parents have good relationships with other people who've parented, perhaps people whose kids are grown up and have been through all of this and done these stages before, are good places we can get advice. And to chat around some of these things, because quite often they'll come across and you have no idea how to handle a scenario or a situation. So. And particularly, I think, if we're parenting on our own, because mm. it can be such a lonely place. Yeah. And mm. time and again, we have parents who are parenting alone coming to us and thinking that their child is lying because they are being brought mm. up um, in a single parent family. And we say, no, this happens to every oh, family. Right. And actually, whatever our situation, just get all the help and support that we can get. And um, one, one of our little maxims at Care for the Family we talk about a lot is choose your battles. Mm. And mm. I would say, um, personally, telling the truth is one battle I would always want to fight oh, tooth and nail. Mm. Yeah. So. Good. Well, thank you so much for your wisdom on that. That's great. And thank you again for joining us for this episode of this podcast. Now, if you have a scenario and you would like to send it to us at Care for the Family and we use it in a future edition, then we would love to send you uh, this book, the really, really busy person's book on parenting, uh, which I've written with Rob Parsons. That would be our gift to you. So do catch up with us again. And it's been great being with you. Thanks, guys. You have been listening to the Parent Talk podcast for the primary years. For further information about our courses, resources and events, please visit us at carefortheFamily.org.uk.